Hi friends, welcome back to The Measure of a Mom. The acronym is M-O-M. I am your host, Shelly Burke. I'm so happy you're joining me. Come on in, let's have some coffee. Before we get started, please like, share, and comment on your favorite media platform. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I just came back from Marble Falls, Texas. Not only did I have an amazing gig on Saturday at Indian River on Main Street, which by the way, I was able to try out a few new songs. They went great, but I spent time with a dear personal friend of mine and I'm sharing our conversation today. She is an extraordinary woman of many talents and she knows who comes first in her life. Let's take a listen. Welcome friends with me. I have a very interesting, delightful, intriguing friend that I would like for you to meet. (laughs) She's shaking her head. Yes, you are. This is my friend, Jane, and I met her, what was it, about a year and a half ago? We met here at the park. We ended up taking walks together and built things together. I learned some building skills from you. (laughs) So Jane has a tiny house. Do you love it? I love it. I really do. What do you love about it? I do different things if I was building it myself. But yes, I do love it. It's just enough room for one person and a cat and two cats under house. With all your building skills, what have you done to the house? Well, I piled the the kitchen Mm -hmm. and the bathroom backsplashes. Oh, nice. And mostly I just clean it and water everything with all the heat. And then I I built, uh, you helped me build the bench over the sewer line because I couldn't stand watching that. That's going to be a barbecue table. You wanted to cover that up. I want to look at it. Yeah. So you pulled out all your tools. I did. What kind of tools do you have? I have everything a man wants. (laughs) My oldest son was a contractor. He knew how to do all that stuff and he taught me before he left. And it was... One of the things that holds me to him. I know he's there when I'm doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, you've got a table saw, several drills. Drills. Being a man with me. <laughs> but it, I can't it, get one to run it for me. It amazes me the talent you have. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your background. Okay, I'm from a banking background, but I still liked my building. And my mother and I got together after my divorce. And we took the property in the divorce settlement. And we built a three-car garage. And the third car we extended out and made an apartment out of it. And we lived in it for two years. Nice. And then I worked up the nerve to build the house. So we lived there for 14 years together until she got too sick. And we had to move back to Houston for a little while. And I've just been doing nothing. Well, you've been doing a lot of things. I've been doogling, yeah. Yeah. I'm a good doogler. Let's bring God into this because he is. there is something, there. yes, good point. There's something that in our walks and in our mm-hmm. conversations, you talk about the different people God's put in your path. You ask God, God, why me? Absolutely. I guess that started when I got MS and I was like, why me, Lord? And then my second husband decided he didn't want to be around somebody with MS and take care of him. So there again, I said, why me, Lord? But he had a plan. I just haven't seen the fruition of all of it but I know he's changing stuff around in my life. You know how God does these things in secret. (laughs) And you just have to wait because that's what he does. You can still do so many things. It's If somebody else would call it blessed, but I think I am because I've got two friends in high school. One, I think one of them actually died. I don't know for sure. And then the other one, he's still fighting it. It's something that affects different people different ways. And I'm Mm -hmm. just very lucky that I can still be mobile and get around Mm -hmm. some days. And you do get around. Okay, since you were in the banking business, what are things that you've encountered 
some strange stuff that happened. We got scams going on. People calling people and telling them so-and-so's got your bank account. And we had somebody call us and tell us somebody's doing something to their account. So we set up a sting. He'd gone through the drive-thru and wanted to withdraw the money. And so the teller said, oh my goodness, there's a problem on your account. Could you go in and verify your activity on it for us? And when he came through the door, two of the loan officers went over and locked the door. And oh. then the security guard came over and stopped him. And he wasn't going to be caught. He rolled and fought and i saw these two old ladies on the teller line just freaking out so i was going over to there to calm them down <laughs> police came and we got him hauled off he was one of a big ring of people that were doing it wow uh -huh. what was your position i was the operation officer in charge of the tellers did you like that job i don't know <laughs> that's all i ever did so i'm like a lot of people you get in a job and you just stay until god moves you out of it for some reason right and so when I moved to Weimar after my divorce to build the house and move out there, little communities are very leery of taking people in until they've checked them out for a while. It seems yeah. like, I don't know. But that's what it seemed like to me. So when I tried to get a banking job out there, nobody wanted to talk to me because I didn't have any local references. Interesting. So I ended up going to apply at the lumber company where I'd been getting a lot of my stuff to build the apartment with and made friends with one of the people that was a representative there and we became very close and I started working there with her and it was a, a good three-year project there we went through a lot of highs and lows and never thought there were that m much stuff to go through in a lumber company but there was <laughs> Interesting. i guess they're everywhere there is you know that's true and we'd sit there and talk about god you know when we had times the biggest thing she and i learned was we got to quit murmuring we murmur too much and god does not like murmurs just talking about stuff oh. that you shouldn't be talking about. Like like this, you don't like what he's doing there. And oh, did you, you know. Yeah. We just had to monitor each other. And we made a joke out of it. Are you murmuring today? Yeah, <laughs> I am. Okay, sorry, stop. And I miss her. She died of leukemia. And she was a good friend. Tell me about this area here in Marble Falls. The community here. I've seen you have conversations with people and they would be asking you advice or they'd be sharing with you the situations that they were in. Mm -hmm. You always had some really good advice to give them. A lot of it common sense, but you always brought God into the picture. Well, I, I truly believe God is in everything. You just have to voice it sometimes because you forget that he's the one that's controlling everything. We think we have our own control of our life, and we don't. Mm -hmm. We can ask for things and hope for them, but God decides whether or not you need it. <laughs> and sometimes we ask for too much, and it's just like he puts us in our place. Yeah, yeah, he does. I've just been very blessed by the people he's put in my path. I've had a lady in Houston that was my mentor when I worked at a building firm. Uh, she just blessed me with her knowledge, her experience with the Word, and really put me on the right track because I was yeah. going the wrong way. I was ignoring God. He was in my way. He, he didn't want what I wanted. You know, then you think you don't need Him. Yeah. And you find out real quick you do. <laughs> he knows how so, to do that. Yeah. And, and since I've been at the park, since I'm the only one that's probably going to be here for life, I see people come in and go. And I've been very fortunate to make good friends with some of the women that have been here. And it, it's really blessed me because they've lifted me up. They've helped me when I needed help. I've helped them. And we still contact each other. I think those are probably lifelong, short term. I mean, we just call and talk for a little bit, mm -hmm. make sure everybody's okay, and then that's it. But sometimes that's all you need. True, true. You know, you don't have to have an everyday conversation with everybody. I think that would get boring. Because <laughs> don't you run out of stuff to say? You always have great things to say. I mean, 
within this park we would go on walks and we talk about things that we are trying to do and things on our mind and friends. prayers that were yes yeah, so, I mean we yeah. would be walking along and then I would express a need. a need you would you would stop in your tracks which then I would stop in my tracks and you would start praying that lifted me up and that was encouraging to me well, God's there all the time, so He hears every prayer you say. Why, why wait till it's convenient for you? Yeah, Just do it. It's true. You know, why put off tomorrow? That what you can do today. Start that prayer early. Get it going. Whenever there's a conversation, you just jump right in and you start talking to God about the person you're with and what their needs are. I, the reason I know that yeah. is because you've done that for me. Yeah. But it just comes very natural for you. It's who you are. It didn't used to. It's it's something I had to grow into. Because sometimes I wasn't around anybody. So when I had a need, I just started praying to God. And if I had a friend that had a need and there was nothing I could do, I always turned to God. Yeah. You know, because he is our source for everything. True. And all things are possible with him. And I think if I didn't have that to rely on, I don't need to be here. I want him to walk with me and talk to me. And sometimes I get mad at him because I can't hear him. <laughs> but I think we all do that to him. We've got to be silent. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in the Bible someplace it says something about God gave us two ears to hear more than we talk. <laughs> and I'm trying to teach that to a little girl I take care of because she's just always, always talking. And I'm trying to teach her that, no, be silent and listen to other people talk too let them have a chance brings a question to mind what do you think kids need to learn in this day and age i think they need to learn by example that their parents serve god we've walked away from the fellowship with god i'm sure the church attendance has gone down because of covid but it's time for it to go back up Um, i think if you raise your kids outside of god's will you've got nowhere to go but down Good point. And I don't, I don't want to do that to my kids ever. So my grandkids, I'm trying to talk to them about it and help them understand. But it's a complex discussion when you're trying to explain to little ones, you know. You don't know how much they can absorb of what you're saying or if they're just, Grandma Jane, I really don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> you know, it's like that. So it's, you have to pick your times and God will help you know when the right time is. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's making you nervous, it's the wrong time. If you're having trouble finding words, I think it's the wrong time. God has given me words in situations that I never dreamed I could say. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? What advice do you have for parents raising kids? It's tough. It's tough. Because uh, you've got a whole world out there that's serving the devil. Mm-hmm. Look at what's on TV, what's what's on the movies. I'm sorry. It's If I could move to an island, I'd be happy. <laughs> you know, but it's just one of those things. We've got too many exposures to the wrong things and not enough encounters with good information. Too much bad news, bad things happening. Kids are afraid in school, and they shouldn't have to go through that. I just, I feel for these kids that are growing up now because if they don't know God in their family, what chance do they have to be happy? If you're afraid, you have no hope. How can you be yeah. happy? Yeah, and it's really sad the way mothers and fathers are uh, abandoning their children for the frills and life that the devil provides, but sooner or later it doesn't look as good. Mm-hmm. True. So I don't know. I heard somebody tell me one time, well, if the devil couldn't make what he does look good to you, you'd never try it. And I thought, well, that's right, but I don't want to try it anymore, ever. Have faith in God and use him as your source of information for everything. Because the Bible was written with every need answered, mm-hmm. but we have to read it to get that answer. And that churches for that, too, to have yeah, somebody who's got it's that to knowledge. reinforce your information. What about grandparents? How can grandparents have a positive impact and influence on kids? 
Well, there's a lot of single parents in a home setting nowadays, and I think that the grandparents, if they're close enough, they could help tie that loss in of not having the family image to have a learning example from. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to be closer to my grandchildren, but California's got a far to go for dinner. <laughs> Having an example to follow is very critical. Oh, yeah. Of good and bad. I've had a child that learned from a bad example how not to be. And he is an excellent father with his children. Very compassionate, very understanding, very patient. And I I just bless God for that gift to him. I really do. And that's all we can do is just hope that God will get us through. Get to the other side and look back and go, yay! God has put people in your path for you to encourage Mm-hmm. and give advice to, I think they're better for it. I hope so. But the words didn't come from me directly. They came in through my spirit. Yes. I could say that on a bunch of it, like, no, I never would have said that. I never would have thought of that. And then something's coming out of my mouth, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you let God give you the words, you'll say the right thing. And our world would be a lot better off. It Truth would. is important, and integrity speaks well of the person in front and behind of him Mm -hmm. that's kind of limited nowadays when you look at the politics of the world it's scary but it's there but god will turn to good what the devil means for bad Mm -hmm. that's true we've seen it Mm -hmm. we have thank you jane we've had fun this weekend We we always have amazing conversations like this and i love it it's encouraging it's uplifting and so fun and that is a wrap the measure of a mom Thank you for joining me. My name is Shelley Burke.